Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Wednesday the 15th of December. Today I'm joined by Xenia Baranova, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Xenia. How are you doing today? Hi, Peter. I'm doing great. Happy to be back. But the weather's Brilliant. Great. No, that's true. Um, I am absolutely over the moon that you're on this podcast, right? Because just then I was thinking, oh, no, it's not working again. Because um, just for, you know, the listeners, the reason why we weren't here yesterday was because... Um, just couldn't get i actually and that's the reason why i couldn't do the um weekly podcast is because the um you know this this software wasn't working but um thankfully it seems okay so i know i've I've probably made a bit of a thing about that recently but that is why if there are any um podcasts missing that is why because it's not for the lack of people or us having stuff to talk about so um so there you go anyway xenia as a celebration of you being here today (laughs) What is the, um, you know, the subject that uh, took your eye most today from Watson's Daily? So what I enjoyed reading about most was the story about Bank of England criticising Bitcoin. Yes. What they've said is that Bitcoin could become worthless. People investing in Bitcoin should be prepared to lose everything. Yeah. Bitcoin has peaked above $67,000 in early November. Yep. But there was quite a big, big sell-off after the news first broke of the Omicron variant. Yeah. Before it stabilised around its current level in the past week. Yeah. The comment made by the Bank of England's Deputy Governor, Sir John Cunliffe, mm-hmm. was that the bank had to be ready for risks that are linked to the rise of crypto assets following rapid growth in its popularity. Yeah. Because the price obviously can vary quite considerably, and theoretically, Bitcoin could practically drop to zero. Yep. In terms of some statistics, about 0.1% of UK households' wealth is in Bitcoin mm-hmm. and similar to crypto assets such as Ethereum and Binance Coin. Mm. As many as apparently 2.3 million people hold crypto assets yep. at an average amount of about £300 each, which is quite, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why it's interesting, this whole story... Um, is, I mean, I get that in a sense, Bank of England isn't saying anything new. We know that Bitcoin's volatile and we know that it, its price skyrockets and dives quite often for one reason mm. or another. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, also, it, it is also scarce at the moment. We're limited to 21 million Bitcoin mm-hmm. and about 19 million Bitcoin is currently in circulation. Right. With new coins sort of added when the miners validate changes to the ledger, um, which underpins Bitcoin. Right. But another criticism that was leveled from Bank of England was that the system of creating Bitcoin might be harder to sustain over time because mm-hmm. um, the fact that of the fact that it is energy intensive and it takes a lot of energy to mine Bitcoin. Mm. But just last week, we saw that Bitcoin mining hasn't slowed just because it's been banned in places like China. Yep. Instead, Bitcoin mining moved to countries with cheaper sources of energy, like Iceland, Norway, and Canada. Um, and I think also in the long term, mining technology will evolve. 
um, and Bitcoin technology, sorry, uh, blockchain technology will evolve um, as long as investors are still interested in Bitcoin and it hasn't been regulated out of existence um, mm. by countries like the G20. Mm-hmm. But what I found the most interesting was the timing of this criticism mm-hmm. because of the fact that we saw announced today that the UK advertising regulator, the ASA, did give a formal rebuke to seven crypto firms mm-hmm. for creating misleading and irresponsible ads. Mm. And so they've issued some rulings against some of the biggest crypto firms like Coinbase and eToro. Mm-hmm. And they've actually declared it a red alert priority and pledged to crack down. Um, now, having myself been to London recently, the ads on the tube are absolutely filled with crypto. Yeah. Um, I was quite surprised how many there were because you'd actually get multiple of different crypto exchange ads in one carriage even. Mm. And that's in addition to posts on Instagram that we regularly see from influencers mm. um, that don't seem to know much about crypto, like Kim Kardashian that we actually discussed in September on this podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if the crackdown of the ASA is going to prompt Bank of England to start regulating crypto. I know that you've said in Watson's Daily that if they do hate it that much, they should just do something about it. Yeah. Um, but what do you think? Do you think it's just the Bank of England criticizing Bitcoin because they can? Yeah, I mean, um, I think you, know, you make a, a number of interesting points there. Um, and I think that <clears throat> it seems every now and again, you know, it seems that the, the, the central banks take turns in wheeling someone out uh, and to slag off Bitcoin, um, you know, where, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's the ECB, the Fed in, the, in America or, um, or the Bank of England. So it's, it's, uh, it's the Bank of England's turn this, this time um, to slag it off. Um, and I think that they, um, what I think is actually quite interesting about what they, you know, their, their criticism is it seems to me that the criticism seems to come out generally when cryptocurrency is doing extremely well mm-hmm. um so to have it come out when it's not been you know it's had a bit of a weak period is quite interesting and i, I must say i did think yesterday you know i i saw that um uh that, you know i thought that uh, doge was was gonna you know that whole thing with um elon musk uh, mm-hmm. accepting doge um I thought, oh, that here we go. This is this is Bitcoin's going to go up again, um, but actually, it didn't seem to go up. It didn't seem to go up that much, um, you know, as as things as as things turned out. Um, although, like I say, I thought, oh, here we go again. Um, I'm just having a quick look now to see to see if it's changed. Uh, see if it's changed again. No, no, it's still kind of roughly at the same sort of levels. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I think that was that was very interesting. I also thought it was interesting what you said about London as well, because uh, I'm not an F1 fan particularly. Um, although I do, weirdly, I take an interest in it since I saw that thing on Netflix. They do a like a you know documentary on every, they follow every season so it kind of goes behind so i think the next uh, the next time they do the next series is going to be really good because it will show the entirety of this season but um but anyway, anyway on the on the f1 thing i don't watch it very often but i did watch a bit of it on tv yeah, the abu dhabi uh, f1 and i was really amazed everywhere everywhere you know the billboards across the the you know the the track and everything crypto.com 
I mean, oh yeah, I won't say it again because obviously I'm 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 helping them advertise, but um, but you know, but but I was just really amazed. It's just it really is everywhere you look. So I think you're right as well. You know, with the ASA, you know, is is this maybe this is going to become like the next the next tobacco? You know, where where all those adverts, anything to do anything to do with it is going to be banned. Because yeah. that did have a huge effect. Because I remember, you know, I remember when I was a kid, um, these, um, you know, F1, um, you know, they were plastered over with, with uh, different cigarette brands, you know, Marlboro, John mm-hmm. Player, you know, all these different ones. And obviously now they don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that had a really big effect, um, I, I think, uh, in terms of the, of what you could do uh, in terms of advertising. But at the moment, it's a bit, it's a bit wild and they and i suppose that what they're doing interestingly is they are um you know they they they're um uh, advertising on traditional means because remember you know one of the things i guess we've seen over over lockdown and things is the fact that um traditional advertising in things like newspapers billboards etc has really dropped off a cliff so you'd imagine mm-hmm. that a lot of these um uh, crypto exchanges or crypto related things they can probably get a lot of bang for their buck when they go to the the um <clears throat> the advertisers who are thinking oh what do we do we no one wants to advertise on a on a poster anymore mm-hmm. um they're probably getting you know, these i imagine these crypto places are getting amazingly good rates mm-hmm. which maybe is why you see them everywhere i don't know it's yeah. just just a guess it's just a guess um but um but yeah it's it's interesting um <clears throat> um there is no but you know there is no intrinsic value but everyone knows that um and so uh so yeah there's no i don't think there's anything he's they're not saying anything new um but obviously people keep continue to uh to enjoy um you know mucking around with uh with, with crypto um so yeah but um, I wonder, you know, if um, if you taking it a little bit a step further, mm-hmm. if influencers are going to have to go on a course or something in order for them to be able to advertise uh, this type of service, because at the moment it just seems that they don't know anything about it. The consumer doesn't know anything about it either. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know though what the influencers. I I don't know because that's I would have thought that's going to be may maybe, but. We, be a bit difficult because the thing is i suppose you know everyone who appears on a like a banking advert mm. does not have to be a banker do i mean they're actors aren't they yeah, so um so i don't know but there might be maybe there could be some sort of certification on the advert to say you know this has been official this is this is true or something but then mm. you set a bit of a precedent then don't you um yeah i guess so but um, but yeah, interesting idea though. Interesting idea. Um, I think though, yeah, that the, they need to. I think the advertising standards would is a, is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. So I'd say a very that is a very good point. That. Mm-hmm. What did you find interesting in today's What's in the Daily, Peter? Blooming loads, blooming loads, right? I mean, because the thing is, um, actually, I think today is the most stories in terms of number of stories I think I've put in. 
um, what's to say? It's either the record amount or um, or equal to the record because it's twenty two stories I put in, and obviously we only talk about two generally in this. And but, however, I'm gonna because it's Christmas, I'm gonna talk about more than one. Um, I just think, yeah, M and A was really interesting um, today. Loads and loads of stories, and I think it illustrates what I've been saying recently about how um, you know where the sources are of of this M and A and why it's going to continue and the main you know you've got and i suppose this is like this all the time i mean but really in in the sense that you've got investment banks um getting involved you've got um, private equity firms with loads of with loads of money um and then you've got industries buying right you know industry uh, companies buying their buying rivals it just i think there's just more of it going on at the moment than there normally is um, and so, you know, there was a huge deal, you know, uh, kill um, which is, uh, the, you know, British company, um, as well, kill initial, and, um, it's looking to buy, uh, an American rival called Terminix. And, um, that is a $6.7 billion, uh, acquisition, but what is in, yeah, but I think that, um, yeah, this is a, this is a, this is a very good, this seems like a strategically good thing to do, you know, give some scale, etc. And it also means that they can use their, it's a cash and shares deal. So it means that they can use their, the, the success of their share price performance as kind of currency, which is, which is pretty good. So, mm. so I think that's good. Um, and then there was this other one. Um, I mean, there were, there were a few, so I'll just mention a couple. So national express buying stagecoach. Mm-hmm. Now I thought that was interesting because, um, I often feel, and you know, rightly or wrongly, that when you have, um, you know, one company, you know, a merger, if you like, was you know, one company buying another company, whatever. Um, I feel that um, it depends on the reasons for that combination as to whether, it, uh, you know, as to whether it's going to work. Um, it's not always the case, but my feeling is, if you are two companies who are let's say in slightly kind of similar areas, but you have different specialities. That's good because you're getting together from a position of strength. Like, you know, mm-hmm. company A is particularly good at this. Company B is good at that. This is in the general area of C. So mm-hmm. ev- everything is good. Um, on the other hand, you do get, you do get things where you, you, you got two companies getting together because they're thinking, Oh God, you know, the, the future is not very bright. Um, we need to survive. We need to be bigger. So who's who else is out there? And that's in a way what I feel about maybe National Express and Stagecoach. And you know, Stagecoach has um, been, uh, I suppose, on the um, you know on the radar for a while now because I think it's the um, the founders are trying to get out, and you can't yeah. blame them, especially after the year that they've had. Yeah. Um, so I thought again, very interesting. So it's going to it's buying its rival. You've got Rent-A-Kill um, Terminix also buying its rival. Then you've got um, KKR, which is the private equity company um, buying um, uh, buying stake in Pure Gym, and Pure Gym will be able to use that to expand in Europe, which is again is an interesting uh, you know is an interesting thing to do. So yeah, there's there's a there's a lot, and and uh, you know I suppose the other the other one uh, which was also good as well was 
Um, Hard Rock is buying the Mirage Casino on the mm-hmm. Las Vegas Strip. Um, and that's interesting as well. So um, MGM Resorts International, that is was the owner of, of the Mirage. And it also owns the Bellagio. Uh, I always think of Ocean's Eleven with that one. Um, Bellagio, MGM Grand, Luxor <clears throat> and others. Um, so I think that's that's also pretty interesting as well because of the the whole gambling consolidation aspect. But I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's definitely interesting how MGM Resorts is trying to focus on growth areas. Um, I think we were talking um, in our call beforehand about uh, the fact that the DraftKings deal with Entain, um, which you know was sort of mooted to happen in around september-ish time mm-hmm. fell through um, and Entel is a british gambling company who've mm-hmm. got quite a good expertise with online gambling mm-hmm. um, and because sports betting has only recently been re- legalized on the state-by-state basis in the u.s mm-hmm. um, they are looking for british companies who've got sort of long-term expertise um mm-hmm. in the like online expertise in the uk and the uk uh, gambling hasn't really been going doing that well recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, definitely. You know, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting one. I mean, I think the the whole gambling industry has really suffered over the last uh, over the last year or so, and so there's a lot of reshuffling of assets and what they're doing, um, and it just seems that you know maybe getting rid of one of the one of their casinos, which I imagine has kind of seen better days. Um, you know, I think that that's really, you know, that's, that's interesting. Um, yes. And the fact that they, they really reiterated their, um, commitments to sports betting, um, by fending off, um, the, that, you know, essentially the draft Kings approach, uh, to buying in team, I think says, says just shows how, how serious they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, so I think that uh, it's 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 a very it's very interesting how all that kind of stuff is is getting um, uh, reshuffled. I think yes, so you know it's 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 all happening. Um, you know, it's all happening at the moment, mm. um, and I think that that you know that's a good that is a good you know that's a good thing. Um, not sure about you know I mean Hard Rock they're buying it um, for one point one billion dollars and. They sounds to me like they're going to knock it down and build it up again, you know, because they're thinking of making a giant guitar, <laughs> the hotel in the shape of a giant guitar. So, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a big sell to me. I would just go in there just for that. I don't care about the casino. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mind you, though, have you ever been to a casino? No, I haven't. OK, because no, it's quite interesting when you go to these places, how they there are lots of things. So, you know, my um, my wife, she was. Um, uh, you know, before so at the moment she's a, she's a or for the last few years she's been an independent um, financial advisor. Mm-hmm. She um, before that she was a she was a fund manager and mm-hmm. um, and she went to a visit. I think she went to visit. It might have been MGM or some or Win Resorts or something. Um, and they were keen to show investors like her the the casinos in Macau. Right. And um, she was saying how amazing it is when you go into these places, how they they have no windows um, because they want you to lose track of time. So no windows, free food, you know, quite easy to get drinks. Um, Just they just make it really easy for you Mm -hmm. to sit there 
and just give them your money. Um, so, yeah, it's quite, quite. I think it's a very interesting world, actually, um, this whole world of gambling. Um, but, um, but anyway, yes, so th- this is what they're doing. They're, they're trying to reshuffle things. Um, and, uh, you know, I think this is probably a good time for MGM to maybe whittle down its portfolio a bit, especially mm-hmm. given the fact that we've got all this business going on with um with omicron at the moment yeah yeah absolutely so there we go i guess we'll we'll finish on that gambling bombshell um although i will say that um it was quite fortuitously really um and we didn't rehearse this before in terms of um choosing these for this reason but um the fact that you actually talked about cryptocurrency um was actually um quite uh yeah quite quite interesting because um, I'm actually going to be doing a podcast next week specifically on uh, cryptocurrency with someone who is a real expert in this area. Mm-hmm. And it's someone who, um, for me, is the only person, and he hasn't paid me to say this, uh, <laughs> is the only person who's ever been able to explain cryptocurrency to me in a, a convincing way. Mm-hmm. Because I haven't seen anyone yet who's been able to do it convincingly a lot of people who say bought early and they're they're feeling quite smug but they they don't know how they've done it and Mm -hmm. and then you've got people who've maybe been a bit burnt Mm -hmm. um but this is this podcast um next week will be um you know i said we want to go through the basics and then for him to take us through something else which sound which is quite exciting so Mm -hmm. um you know, if you're interested in that sort of thing, the idea is we're going to try and simplify it, make sure that everyone understands. Um, I, I, you know, uh, yeah, that's 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 what we're doing this week. But uh, but in the meantime, we've got more Xenia um, for tomorrow and for Friday, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so thank you Xenia for today. Um, it's very it's nice to uh, uh, very nice to uh, h- hear what you have to say. Um, and then we'll just, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be, uh, and thank you very much, of course, um, to the listeners, um, uh, for listening um, to this podcast. Anyway, um, on that note, I'll say goodbye. Thank you very much for your time, and we'll be back tomorrow. Many thanks. Bye. Bye.